Let's go to the Word this morning. I'm in a series called, Are These Days the Last Days? As of right now, I have one more message in this series, and we're going to wrap it up. And then I know it's election time coming up. Amen? You know what I'm going to do after that? I'm going to preach and talk about some values. Values. Christian values. Amen? Oh, you're political. No, I'm biblical, and we're going to be biblical. So many of us don't know a hoot about the Bible at all, but we act like we do. And we act like, yeah, but this is right. Here's wrong. You don't even know right and wrong. It's God's Word that tells us what's right. You hear me or not? It's incredible. So I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that to help us. Amen? And just to get us solid And it's just almost like discipleship. It's going to be like that. We're just going to have some time in the Word. And if it's things that uh, you say, hey, I I believe, great, then you'll get reaffirmed in your faith. Amen. Say, we all can do better. Say that with me. We what? We all can do. So that's going to come up after next weekend. Are these days the last days? Let's go with it, Rog. We're rolling now, and I'm going to be moving pretty quick, buddy. I know it's hard for you to believe back there. But here we go. See that cash register? Oh, it's been around for a while. That one has. It's checkout time. Say that with me. It's what? We've been talking about the last days. We've been talking about signs of the last days. I didn't make them up. Jesus said it 2,000 years ago. Reaffirmed it in the book of Revelation. Yes or no? We saw that. Okay? I don't understand. If you can't understand those signs I put on that screen... Did it twice, redid it, then listen, that is just a big excuse. It's a big excuse you're making. It's not because you don't understand, it's because you don't want to understand. Come on. If you can't see sign number one in our world today, deception. Deception. People lie like a dog today. Yes or no, say. From our own homes, husbands and wives, kids to parents. Politically, lie like a dog. Yes or no? Say. It's everywhere. Lie, lie, lie. Just, oh, but they'll look at you with a straight face like, they're telling the truth. Deception. Deception in the church. People have made up all kinds of ways to get to heaven that's going to lead you to hell. It's a lie. Our roads lead to heaven. That's a lie. Yes or no? They're good people. That's a lie. What's the Bible say about good people? There's none that does what? Good, no, not one. Is that what the Bible says? Us compared to God, it says our throats are open what? Sepulchers or graves. You talk about bad breath. When you think you're all that, I want you to remember how, how your breath smells to God. Without Jesus. You don't need Listerine, you need Jesus. Got it? Say to fix that problem. Amen? That's God's Word. Amen. So, we can understand this stuff, guys. So let's go. It's checkout time. Let's go. Here we go. The end of Matthew 24. I'm not going to preach it. I'm going to read it. We, get, we did all of Matthew 24 so far. Jesus speaking, talking to His disciples. They started the conversation. Jesus, when are you coming again? What's the signs of your coming and the end of the world? That was a pretty pointed question. These are not the brightest bulbs biblically or, or uh, you know, with the law, the Torah, the, you know, the first five books of the Bible. These are not guys that would have known that so much. But Jesus chose these, these guys to be his followers. Amen? 
Because he didn't want phony. He'd rather somebody doesn't know a whole lot, but at least you're honest and real. And haven't screwed up his, his father's scriptures and his, his father's plan. Y'all with me so far? So they ask him questions. Who knows the questions they ask him? But this is one that's recorded in the Word of God. And it's the one that he gave the longest and most detailed answer to. I'd say it's pretty important. What do you think? But I look at this as, okay, now wait a minute. He's talking to guys that are fishermen, sort of simple. So I think what he said is not to confuse, but to help and enlighten and and encourage them. Yes or no? So, with that being said, that's how we've looked at this passage. So let's look at this. Now he finishes this chapter. His coming, the end of the world. But at that day and hour knows no man, know not the angels of heaven, but my Father only. Yes or no? Amen? But as the days of Noah were, remember Noah and the flood and the ark? So shall the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days that were in the flood, before the flood, they were eating. What does that mean? Drinking life as normal. Just normal life. Just having life. Life, 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 life. Until the day that Noah entered the ark. And knew not until the flood came. Didn't know it. till the flood came and took them all away. So shall also be the coming of the Son of Man. Do you understand that sort of? Not that hard. <clears throat> Two will be working in the field. One will be taken. The other left. Two women will be grinding at the mill. The one shall be taken. The other left. Now, I could get into dispensation time and exactly when this is going to happen, and people have given their whole life to study this, but I'm trying to just keep it plain English. And I think this is English enough that plain folk can understand. Watch, therefore. Say it with me. For you know not what our, your Lord, has that been a theme he's hit all through Matthew 24, yes or no? See? But know this, if the good man of the house had known what hour that thief was coming, (laughs) he would have watched and would not have suffered his house to be broken up. Is that pretty clear, yes or no? Just reiterating, no man knows when I'm coming, but it's going to happen. Therefore, say that, that line with me, verse 44. Therefore, be ye also ready. Keep going. For in such an hour as you think not, the Son of Man, what? Comes. Who then is a wise, a faithful and wise servant, whom his Lord hath made ruler over his household, to give them meat in due season? Verse 46 out loud with me, please. Blessed is that servant whom his Lord, when he comes, shall find him what? Doing. Got it? Are we so, oh, I'm confused. I don't understand prophecy. What are you talking about? Verily I say unto you, this one that he finds doing when he comes, he shall make him ruler over all his goods. But, but, and if that evil servant says in his heart, my Lord delays his coming. That's pretty nice when you can say that, isn't it? That's sort of like you do what you want to do, right? Yes or no? And he shall begin to smite his fellow servants. What does that mean? You don't live for the Lord. You're not doing right. 
He ain't coming right now so I can do what I want to do. That's our world, man. That's the church. And to eat and drink and be drunk. Verse 50, the Lord of that servant shall come in a day. Come in a day when he looks not for him. Did y'all hear that? Yes or no? And in an hour that he's not aware of. And shall cut him asunder and appoint him with his portion with the what? That's what he is anyway. That's what this one he's saying. He's saying this to his disciples. He's saying it to us. And there shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Now that's the end of chapter 24. That's quite a chapter, ain't it, say? You want to call it, here's what I call things like that, chapters in the Bible. I call them Lulus. I'll read the scripture sometime. I go, well, that was a Lulu right there. <laughs> That's another word for butt whooping. Amen? Or shaking. Amen? That's a chapter in the Word of God that'll shake your tail right there. Amen? So, where are you going now, Gary? Well, check out time. How about we do this? How about we just flip the page and go right to the next chapter? You know chapters, you might know this, you might not. Chapters in the Bible were put there by men. Nothing wrong with chapters. It's nice to have a chapter written. Alphabetical order stuff is nice. I like that, don't you? I'm glad we don't have a phone book back in the day that the Z's and the M's and everything was all over the place. Why would you find anybody? So the Bible has been put together in chapters and verses so it can be easier for us. But keep in mind... That doesn't mean it's a new subject. No, 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 no. He's continuing his same thoughts right here. Y'all with me or not? What is the subject matter? Hope you're not sleeping on me right now. Say hello to him. If that's time for me to quit, it's not happening. Listen, so what's the subject matter? What is this all about? It started with who asking a question? The disciples. What was the question? When are you... Coming again, and what's your signs of that and the end of the what? So all this has been his answer. Capiche? Most of it was signs. He went over it. Gave us a story of the fig tree, remember? And I think it can mean a lot of things, but simply that last parable in chapter, right before those verses I just read, when you see leaves starting to bud on a fig tree, now this there in Israel, fig trees are everywhere. You know what I'm saying? You could say it here. When you see the buds starting to come on those magnolias outside, we got a bunch of about 100 of them or more. When you start to see those magnolias coming on those leaves, you can know Mother's Day is around the corner. That's what happens every year. They start to get them little thin little buds for the flowers, and then there's Mother's Day, maybe a week or two. So that's the point. When you start to see the, the leaves, these signs, like a, like a fig tree, you start to see these things happen. Know that summer's near. Amen? And then he gives us a little, a little more ammo, how it'll appear, what it'll look like, the days of Noah, be normal living, people eating and drinking, people treating people like crap. Is that happening now? Everybody thinks he's not coming? Ah, you don't believe in his coming, do you? But we're there. Naming the name of Christ, but not not knowing Christ at all. You think we're there? So, he continues in chapter 25 with this parable. Two parables. The parable of the ten virgins. Boy, that sounds intriguing, doesn't it? 
the parable of the ten virgins. Gary, I can't do this. My head won't allow me to even imagine what this is. You just need to hang on. It ain't that complicated. Let's go with it, buddy. So verse number one, chapter 25. What are we talking about? The same thing we've been talking about. All right? Jesus said to the disciples, he's driving the point home. Then shall the kingdom of heaven be like unto ten virgins, which took their lamps and went forth to meet the bridegroom. What in the heck is this talking about? You are so lucky to have me. Okay, here we go. Here we go. So first things first. First things first. Ten virgins with some lamps going to meet the bridegroom. What is this about? It sounds like it might have something to do with a wedding or something. First of all, you need to understand a Jewish wedding. Do you think his disciples understood that being Jews, they might have understood what Jewish weddings were like? Yes or no? How many would say, living in America, you have some sense of things that happen at a wedding? Let me see some hands. You're not an expert, but you sort of know what goes on at a wedding. Yes or no? See, that was them, but they lived in Israel. So there are three basic parts to a Jewish wedding. Let's nail that first. Number one, the parents of the children agree on the marriage and establish a dowry. It's different. I don't know how we screwed it around, screwed it up. Now it seems like the, wife, the, the girl's parents pay for everything. Is that right? Not then. <laughs> no, no. The, the uh, groom, his family, his family not only paid for the wedding, they paid for the girl. That's a pretty good deal right there. Amen. And that's what it was. It would be an arranged wedding. A lot of times it happened between families that knew each other, that cared about each other. And it would happen even when they were younger. It would be an agreement that would be made when they get older, they're going to marry. Amen. And it was an agreement, and that's what happened. You might not think it works, whatever, but that's the way they did it. Okay? Part two, the bridegroom, now it's arranged. Well, now it comes the time for the thing to happen. Got it? Yes or no? So the bridegroom, along with his brothers and friends, they go to the bride's house to now claim her. Can you imagine? There's been probably a good bit of time passed, maybe even years, years. And now they're going... His friends, don't you have it a wedding groomsman? Wonder where they came from. Take a wild guess. Yes or no? A lot of what weddings are today all come from this. Now, we've changed it. We've screwed it around. But, but it's okay. But the point is, this is how it worked. This was usually done, them going to get the bride in the evening. Say evening. I don't know about you, but when it comes evening time, I am just sort of resting. I'm, I'm just, I'm relaxing. I'm like not as alert. I'm not as alert in the evening as I am first thing in the morning. Yes? I'm tired. I'm wore out. I'm doing my own thing. Sounds like the church, doesn't it? So anyway, this was usually done in the evening. The bride would be prepared for his company. She would know. She would then join the bridegroom and return with him to whose house? His house. Or his what? 
his father's house. And it, without getting too detailed, it's like old country family farms today in America. How many came from a family farm and your relatives lived on the property or real close to the property? Anybody like that? That's the way it was, wasn't it? You got daddy and grandma and granddaddy, you know, and then you got your mom and you got the brothers and sisters and they might get a piece of land and you're together, yes or no? That's sort of how it was. It was really that way. And so she would return with all them to the father's house. It's funny. Jesus said, in my father's house are many what? I go to prepare what? A place for you. Amen. See, this is a lot. When you read the Bible, it's really Jesus was trying to make sense, not to confuse the snot out of us. Okay? But because we're not Jewish and we weren't there, it can get confusing. I get that, especially the country fellow like me. So part number three of a Jewish wedding, there would be a huge what? Party. Is that still sort of the way it is with weddings, yes or no? There's a party for the groom. There's a party for the, for the bride's party, the shower. Remember how they do that? Sure. And then there's even a, uh, there's a reception dinner with the family and the, you know, and then there's the big party. When's the big party? After the what? After the wedding, wonder where that came from. Take a wild guess. The what? The Bible. You understand, if you don't believe the Bible, how much of what you do believe now, you don't even know where it came from. It came from the Bible. You know laws today in our land that people are trying to defund the police and say laws don't matter? Guess where those laws came from? Take a wild guess. The what? The, they're God's law. So you're not saying no to them. You're saying no to Him. It's a problem. Our country won't do well with that. I'm going to tell you that right now. Back to the wedding. There'd be a huge party. It would often last for a whole week. And after these events, they would return the bride and the groom to their own what? On their own home. And actually, uh, even today, not so much as much, but really, really devout, the bride and the groom will take a whole year off. A whole year off. They will have spent a lot of time saving money, etc., so the two of them can get to know one another. Not a bad idea, really, where they can establish their home and things like that. And I'm quite certain they probably had children pretty quick. You know what I mean? You stay with each other for a year. I think babies are coming. I'm just throwing that out. Just throwing that out there. I don't know why I threw it, but it's out there now. So we're back to the story. So there's ten virgins, and they're going to go beat the bridegroom. This whole thing's going to be happening. They don't really know when it's happening, but it's going to happen at what time of the day? In the what? Evening. So five of them were wise. So ten virgins, five wise. Five were fools. Hmm. They that were foolish took their lamps and took no what? That ain't very bright. Honey, we're going on a trip. Did you fill up the car with gas? No. You're an idiot. Okay? That's the point here. They go to this wedding. I'm not saying their lamps don't have a little oil in it. But you know, they just really aren't prepared. Say they aren't prepared. They aren't what? Are people prepared today for the coming of the Lord? It's a good question, isn't it? They that were foolish took their lamps. No, all the wise took what? Oil in their vessels with their lamps. And I believe they also took like extra oil. Amen? 
So, what are we learning? Let's not confuse us. Five virgins were foolish. They took no oil. How many got that part? Now, let's go to the next part. Five were wise. They took what? Lamps with what? See how we're doing this? Not hard. Now, while the bridegroom tarried, they all what? They all slumbered and slept. What do you do in the evening? I slumber and I sleep. That's what I do. Kim and I will put on a movie. Hey, honey, you want to watch a movie? Yeah, she's, she's, she's got more energy than I've got. And uh, so it's because I work harder than her during the day. That's a lie. That's a lie. That's a lie. Are you here, Kim? Where are you? Are you in the room? Where are you? Uh-oh. Just for the congregation, let's see. Let's have an argument. Who works harder, you or me? It's equal. She works way harder than me. That is a good woman right there, isn't that? A, can we thank the Lord for Kim? How many expected her to say that? Isn't she, she's just sweet, isn't she? She works my tail around circles. I'm going to tell you that right now. But in the evening, we'll put on a movie, and I'm always the first one to go to sleep, ain't I, baby? And I'm just slumbering, and I'm sleeping. You know, that's what's happening here. Things happen in life, and the wedding party's late. We think Jesus is late. He's not late. His coming isn't late. We just think it is. We've gone to sleep on him. The bridegroom delayed in coming for the bride, and they all got sleepy. They actually dozed off. That's normal. That's okay. And at midnight, there was a what? How many remember this song? At the midnight cry. Remember that song? Jesus comes again. Remember that song? When Jesus steps out. Remember that? On a cloud to call his children. Wow. The midnight cry. A cry was made. Imagine all the friends, the brothers. There's a, there's a party coming down that street. Amen. Say, been a long time coming. Go out to meet him. Go out to meet him. The midnight call. The bridegroom comes. That's what the Bible says. The church in the Bible is called the blank of Christ. The what? The bride of Christ. He is the bridegroom. This is all through the Bible, guys. So he's, he's really trying to make some cookies on the bottom shelf here, make some sense. Then all those virgins arose, they trimmed their lamps. What does that mean? They lit the lamps. The foolish said unto the wise, give us your oil. <laughs> Sounds like America today. Hardworking people, give us your money. I know that's ugly, ain't it? That's ugly. That's ugly, ain't it? I'm sorry if you're capable. I think you ought to get a job. I'm sorry. I understand when things are hard, you can't. I get that, but, but that, that's usually not the case. Okay? The foolish say, give us your oil. Our lamps are gone out. The wise answer saying, no. <laughs> Lest they doubt there's not enough for us. They're selfish, you see. No, they're prepared and you ain't. You go rather to them that sell it and get it for yourself. But it's late. Yeah, it's late. Yeah, it's late. It's late right now. It's late in this world. I'll wait. I'll wait to put my faith in Christ. It's late. 
You need to put your faith in Christ. Believe His Word. And whether He's coming in your lifetime or my lifetime, I know one thing. It's your last days and it's my last days because we're getting a little bit older every day. No, I'm not doing that. You go and you get, go to those that are selling oil and get it for yourself. They all got up. They began working to light their lamps. The problem was only five had lamps that were actually working. Probably they, if they had any oil, it already burned up. <laughs> you know what I mean? The ones that weren't prepared. Five foolish women said, give me some oil. Five women said, no way, Hosea. Okay? That's me. I have to be ugly at times. The five wise women said, ain't enough for both of us and you. Guess what? Believing in grandma's religion and, and putting your faith in grandma, you think that's going to get you to heaven? You better have your own, you better have your own personal testimony. You better make sure you're saved. Yeah, but mama went to church. So? How about you? Are you a Christian? So what happened? We're not going to get to the whole message. I'm going to quit it right here. That's a shame, too, because it was really good. It's okay. It's really good anyway. We might catch a little bit next time. So while they came, went to buy. Who went to buy? The wise or the foolish? Foolish went to buy. So while they went to buy, the bridegroom what? Is it making sense? And they that were ready went in with him to the marriage, and the door was what? Now you know where purgatory came from. People don't like that shut door. So we make up another way. It's a lie. You have your chance. Today is the day of salvation. That's the only day you have. You're right here watching online, listening on radio. You're in this room. Listen, today's the only day you got. Ain't that right, Fred? Fred, we've had a lot of days, ain't we? And I don't know about you, Fred, but if he called me today, I'd say, thank you, Lord. You've been good to me. Would you say that? See, it pays to be ready, don't it, Fred? We don't know. Amen? Fred, let me ask you, you're an old-time tractor man. Done a lot of tractor work, ain't you? When you take your tractor out to the yard to do all, to clear everything, do you try to make sure there's, get, there's a diesel in them tractors? Do you have maybe an extra can of diesel with you? See, that's called common sense, ain't it? You see? I hope you're not missing the message. We're almost done. Afterward came also the other virgin, saying, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, Verily I say unto you, I don't know you. Do you think the groom knows every friend that the bride has? No. Yes or no? No. He might have known her best friend or maybe a couple of them, but I don't know who you are. <laughs> now, door shut. When they got back to the procession, they were already in the father's house. The door was shut. The party had what? I want to be there when the party starts. How about you? The bridegroom says, I don't know you. Here's the point. Watch therefore, for you don't know the day nor the hour when the Son of Man comes. Do you think he drove that point home with this story? I think he did a great job. What do you think? Yeah, I, yeah praise the Lord. I'd say you did a great job. So what do we need to learn? And we had another section, another parable, but it's okay that we stop it right here.
We don't know when Jesus is coming again. That's the point. Is that the point? We can and must know that we're born again through Jesus Christ. Is that the point this is making? Oh, that's the point this is making. Number three, we cannot make other people believe in Jesus Christ. It is their personal choice. Wonder how many of those virgins that had no oil, somebody said to them, Do you have the oil? Make sure you get your oil. Good grief, this thing had been planned maybe for years. This arranged wedding, and you're still not ready. Well, you're a lunatic. Yes or no? To know Jesus died on the cross for fixing out communion, rose from the dead. He loves you. He says, here's the table. Come to the table. I've done it all. And for us not to come to that table, we are crazy. God loves you. It's foolish to wait till the last minute to believe in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Don't you think, in plain English, is that the point of this uh, parable? Y'all agree? Did we get it? Let's thank the Lord. We're done. Let's go.